Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. All right, that's starting off with a glitch. So if I played that twice, <laughs> I apologize. I didn't hear it immediately in the beginning, so that's why I played it again. <clears throat> so, Hetepu, Yimhotep, Damana, Damanesh, Nagadef, Majro, Habargani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings Family. This is your host, Kamal Mukasey Tahuti, and you've entered Africa's Reascension. We'll start off our show as usual with an apaying or a libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, 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 Odumakuma, Inyame, Inyame Wa, Treaty of Poe, Mawulisa, Oliver, Amen Ra, Beijiamsa, Asasiya, Abasun, Abasun Ko, and a surgery, and some, and Esiketua, and some, and a coffee, and some, and a cigarette, and a cigarette, and a cigarette, and a sinkofa, and some, and a kumi, and some, and a kufri, and some, and a konari, and some, 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 and Sekmet. None of them in some months. In some months, Abbasu Fowl. In some months, Abbasu Fowl. 
Yeshremo Yansen, Yeshremo Achaben, Yeshremo Anchera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo Anquaso, Yeshremo Anquaso Abosuofal, Ye Anquaso. As to and Yame and Yame Wa, Treaty Upon, Odomakuma, Olorun, Mawulisa, Amen, Ra, Amen Ra, use me in this form to transmit clear. Africa-centered theoretical and practical information so those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign African they once were. May I speak directly to their sun-sun, their spirit, their ori, spiritual head, and their ab, the heart, for which Kemet was the seed of intelligence. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Adasi pa, adasi bio, mo pia, mo ne kasa, adasi na na no, yo adasi na na no. The apai the libation is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, future become one. As those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. Okay. We've got a lot of ground to cover tonight. Uh, so let's go ahead and finish getting through these announcements because we got quite a few events and more good information. So uh, please click all the ads on the uh, main show page that helps me out here at Blog Talk. Uh, check out my – no, those two I can leave out for the later announcements. So some other good blog talk shows, um, Pan-Africanism or Parish by Taj Malik, T-A-J-M-A-L-I-K, Pan-Africanism or Parish, usually on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock. But uh, do a search and follow them because that changes from time to time. But great, great, magnificent show, Pan-Africanism or Parish by Taj Malik. Queen Ifama, The Truth Terrorist, Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right before Africa's reascension here. Uh, raw, butt-naked, uncut truth and information. This is to be putting it down. If you like censored and milk toast type information, then don't go here. If you don't like that, then check her out, Queen Ifama, The Truth Terrace, Sundays at 7, right before Africa's reascension. And then, oh, and, and Ifama is I-F-A-M-A, Queen Ifama, I-F-A-M-A. And then lastly, uh, Sister Ia Ajua, I-Y-A-A-D-J-U-A, 
with Hemi Masu Cultural Rebirth Connections. She's on Wednesdays, usually around 4, 4.30. Uh, and, again, this this season has been filled with um, interviews with um, a lot of other good people who are doing good work in in the community and elsewhere. And so if you check out the Emmy Masu Culture Rebirth Connection, she has a lot of interviews with other folks. Um, so scroll through and see. Um, one of the most recent ones I listened to, um, she had a sister on there who is using hip-hop to uh, get get in touch, to touch the youth uh, using positive hip-hop. Again, I, I, I am a proponent of KRS's DMAR, KRS-1's demarcation of hip-hop and rap. And rap is the crap that you hear on the radio most of the time. Rap is the, the, the thug, gangster, shoot em up, be better have my money, that whole BS type of stuff, which is great to dance to, but I don't buy that crap. Uh, but then hip-hop is more of the um, subcultural elements and aspects. It's usually more um, conscious and political type of um, lyrics, things like that. So KRS, Common, Public Enemy, Immortal Technique would fall in hip-hop. And Lil Wayne and Nelly and Rick Ross and, and Nicki Minaj would fall under the rap crap. And so this particular sister is using hip-hop to get in touch and touch the youth um, again. And that, that was a sister that um, Sister Ia interviewed. So just check her page out. Ia Ajua, I-Y-A, and then A-D-J-U-A, Wahimi Masu, Cultural Rebirth Connections, usually on Wednesdays. Um, 4 or 4.30 start time, but again, type it in, follow it, and then you'll be kept abreast of all of her show programming. There are quite a few events that I feel I have to share. One, no, I won't say that. Yeah, so let's run through these real quick. We'll be bouncing around a bit trying to hit different folks. So just don't want you to think I only deal with events that are in where I'm at here in D.C. No, we hit them up everywhere because I understand that Africa's Reascension's audience is um, all over the place. And so when good events come across my path that um, I feel will be a benefit, I will share them wherever it may be. And so here in New York, and anyway, in New York, they will be holding a human rights rally tomorrow, Monday, October 17th, at the Harlem State Office Building, 125th Street and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, from 4 to 6, to indict imperialism and demand reparations. And all of that will be in preparation for an international tribunal planned for November. So a human rights rally 
tomorrow from 4 to 6 at the Harlem State Office Building, 125th Street, um, Adam Clayton Powell, Jr. Boulevard, and to indict imperialism and demand reparations. Um, for more information, 718-398-1766, 718-398-1766. Moving back to here in D.C., next Friday, my birthday, October 21st, um, they will be the... Um, United Black Community, in collaboration with the with with the African Center Council, they will be having a review of African-centered educational systems. Now, if I was in town, I'd probably hit this up, but we'll get to that. A panel of graduates from local, independent, African-centered elementary and secondary schools will discuss their experiences in these institutions and review how and to what extent their primary and or secondary education in independent African institutions have prepared them for who they are and or must become. The local history of these institutions and their roles in the community will also be discussed. That will be Friday, October 21st, 7 to 9 at Umoja House, the home of Pan-Africanism Arts and Ideas, 2015 Bunker Hill Road, Northeast, Washington, D.C., 20018. So, again, Friday, October 21st, my birthday, 7 to 9.30 p.m. at Umoja House, 2015 Bunker Hill Road, Northeast, D.C., 20018. They will be having a panel discussion reviewing the the, the, the local independent African-centered educational systems. That should be a very, very good, very, very interesting talk um, and if I was in town, I would be attending that. I will tell everyone where I will be in just a moment. <laughs> Continuing in Philadelphia. Is it cut out? Okay, um, I will come back to the Philly information in a minute. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I had cut and pasted all the information that I wanted to use, and somehow, some way, that particular one got. So, 
as we find, as we go back to that one, the reason why I want to do it now is because I sort of had it in date order. <laughs> and so, because that was, we had just went over that one event. And of course, you know, it's always stuff isn't immediately where you want it to be. You want it to be there. Okay, there we go. All right, so in Philadelphia, they will be having their third annual. Family Development Conference. Um, Egbe Ijoba. Egbe Ijoba is pleased to welcome the entire African world community, or as we call them, Sankofoma, to our third annual Family Development Conference, Saturday, October 22nd. And excuse me for butchering this, the... Chamonix, <laughs> C-H-A-M-O-U-N-I-X. And some, that's the name of the mansion they'll be meeting at in Philadelphia's Fairmount Park. And this Chamonix, Chamonix mansion is on, of course, 3250 Chamonix, Chamonix, C-H-A-M-O-U-N-I-X Drive on West Fairmount Park, Philadelphia, PA, 19131. Um, And basically it's a day-long conference that is um, that helps you get focused on family development that's coming from a maroon-based perspective. The mission of the conference, the mission of the Family Development Conference is to develop, strengthen, and proliferate balanced, complementary, culturally-centered African families. Our purpose is to assist sincere Africans in their acquisition, development, expansion, and maintenance (laughs) of sovereign African maroon families. This multi-generational task is undertaken to facilitate the cause of nation building and is supported by the process of rascalization. Like-minded Africans are welcome. We only ask that you come of a clean and clear heart and mind and are ready to both learn and share. Uh, Egbe Joba is a maroon Quilombo community that exists to secure a victorious future of generations of maroons yet unborn. We are unapologetically and unashamedly African and work daily for sovereignty and righteous living. We embrace the tenets of the Sheshe Olua, 
and the divine charge to bring more good into the world and let none be lost. So, um, I remember, I'm sure in some past show I talked about that there were uh, only a few spiritual houses that were also nation-building and, and focused on rationalization that I knew of. This is the other one. <laughs> You've got, um, again, Nation House, the Acobia Society here in D.C., but um, Egbe Joba is the uh, bomb diggity um, Yerba slash Ifa community up in Philadelphia that's holding it down, that's that bout it, bout it. <laughs> Can't say more than 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 that. I mean, the sister who who started it, who created it, even in her age, is still fiery and putting it down. And she has passed on that fire and that importance to her children, and they are well well equipped once she becomes an ancestor to uh, take over the mantle and and, and take things. Um, even further than 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 than, than um, Nana even envisioned it, but she definitely laid the groundwork in her family, and in other people who are sincere about the mission. So this is a um, day long conference that they put together, and um, if you are in Philly, you ain't doing nothing. Check it out. Um, it's fifty dollars for that day, and then thirty five for seniors and students with ID. And they define senior and 56 and over, and you get the dinner and a free T-shirt from last year's conference with your paid membership. So, again, the third annual family development conference uh, by Igbe Joba, Saturday, October 22nd, at the CHA. M-O-U-N-I-X Mansion at 3250-C-H-A-M-O-U-N-I-X Drive, West Fairmount Park, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19131. And basically it's taking place all day, well, from, from 12 to 8 Eastern. So if you're in Philly, you ain't doing nothing, check that out. Even if you are doing something, cancel it and go because, <laughs> it's it's about about it. And then lastly, in in way of events, and we mentioned this last week, and it is now confirmed. Um, it is now confirmed. I will be, as I said earlier, uh, next week is my birthday. That Friday. I won't tell you how old I am, but but yeah, and so I'll be taking off for New York for that weekend, so there will not be a show next Sunday. I'll still be out. I will be at what I'm about to mention, (laughs) Um, and like I said, we shared it last week. They are in New York. They'll be having a two-day Nat Turner Festival, which is free, day one is a multimedia theatrical production uh, featuring Jamalo Terrell from Brothers Keeper. Uh, On that day, Nat and Cherry Turner will respond to emergency calls from two young children living in present-day America and Africa. 
what will they meet in the 21st century? So that that will be an interesting theatrical production going on there. And then also um, there will be a new Matt Turner book that will be discussed with the author present. So that is in New York, Saturday, October 22nd from 2 to 4.30 at the Langston Hughes Cultural Center, 100-01 Northern Boulevard in Queens. And then day two, that Sunday, which I will be in attendance, Matt Turner, A Timeless Prophet, A Timeless Message, a critical study of a valiant leader and his infamous insurrection that brought death to the murderous oppressors of black people. On this panel will be Dr. Kamal Cambone, um, Nana Camille Yarborough, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, and Dr. Umar, Umar Abdullah Johnson. They will have an African marketplace as well. And refreshments will be available. That is Sunday, October 23rd, from 3 to 6.30 at the African Poetry Theater, 176-03 Jamaica Avenue in Jamaica, New York. And for more details, uh, you can call up Ayakofini at 347-754-3360. Hopefully, I get a chance to ask a question because I want to hit up Dr. Jeffries and see if he's still, if they let me ask the question, if he's still uh, swinging from Obama's nutsack. I was highly, highly upset with his um, failure of analysis at the Harlem debate where he was on the pro-Obama side. And so after two years, after the Obama administration saying F Marcus Garvey, uh, with the Obama administration saying we want to get AFRICOM in Africa, and since I got black skin, they'll listen to me and do it, uh, and and all the other crap that Obama's been doing. I want to still see, and I'm saying this publicly, if Leonard Jeffries is still swinging from Obama's nutsack. And so hopefully... I get to ask that question more professionally, you know, <laughs> more civilly. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the entire presentation that Sunday should be good as well. Again, the, Matt Turner, a timeless prophet, a timeless message, a panel discussion on the life of the brother, uh, 3 to 6.30 at the African Poetry Theater, 176-03 Jamaica Avenue, Jamaica, New York. Check it out. All right. Those are all of the events. Those are a lot of the events. Uh, and so as way of break, now I remember sharing with you all that, you know, I went to we had a whole show in the ABCI conference, and I remember sharing. I reserved the right to um, play, you know, some future, some some clips from it in the future. Well, this is um, a nice spoken word piece from a brother named D Noble, who was um, at the uh, Association of Black Psychology Conference, 
this year when it was at when it was here in DC. And um all I'll say to set it up is that the title of it is called Bibles and Crackers. Bibles and crackers, crackers and Bibles, let's rope and fire, holy revivals, Christian doctrine, slave ship docking, white man's burden, black flesh burning, crosses of flame. Robbed of our name, on gallows we hang, in Jesus' name. Voluntarily chained on pews while putrid pathology spews, poor parishioners subdued by pulpits of nothingness, black souls robed in foolishness, third eyes smothered in ignorance, Timid and stripped of righteousness when colonized minds forget conspicuous absence of a saw and success. Have zombie Negroes, barely ain't no Osiris and Isis. Heru renamed Taurus, then defaults into a Jesus that abhors us. Church house Hollywood horrors, mutated Moses assimilated with no Zipporah. Everything African erased in translation. Transatlantic psychic dungeon rebranded as missionary mission. Our spirituality replaced with demon religion. Authentic rites of passage went back to intensity traditions. Dogs with the void of melanin make you the devil when you introduce them to the heavens in the first place. You knew the stars and space. Black cosmic consciousness gave way to the nonsense of non-existent white men on crosses. You so lost to see fortune cookies as astrologers and got a PhD in theology from their colleges. Who built the pyramids off stars movement? You did, but you too foolish to act like you knew this. Spiritually terrorized, walked and left with rotten pork rinds for mines. Let's bring back the 60s and get some churches bombs. Blow Joel Osteen to smithereens and let the radical smoke choke the Christian right out of all the white. Detonate the potter's house, and I hope that parasitic temple and jack don't make it out. Blow up every filthy dollar world changes. Burn the ATMs and new birth mercenary. We'll worship Jesus when we stop at real revolutionaries. It was written that religion is the opiate of the masses, but I'll be damned if that shit ain't crack for our black asses. So Carly and Nino Brown can now be found on holy ground. Don't bring up congregations. Churches become corrupt corners where preachers push poisonous indoctrination. Bibles and crackers, crackers and Bibles, spiritual minstrels, Negroes in denial, self-hate named Jesus worshiped in the sky. Why God look like the devil with blind hair, the blue and black? Why God look like Obama, blue suit, white shirt, red tie? Shouldn't God favor me or death row ready to die? Preachers are like leeches, beseech us to tithe. But I feel like my 10% is written my demise. Freedom got me and my mama not seeing eye to eye. And I advance that this Western stance is morally pretentious, spiritually licentious. Mama, you have to pardon if I don't worship the Lord of my lynches. What horrific conditions to compel slaves to be Christians? The middle path is one hell of an inquisition. Spiritually high 
swallow as we swallow foul indoctrination. Raised on a plantation till we became passive and patient. We lost old goons fire in war retaliation. Whole generations in eternal damnation. Cause they forgot these goon goons ancestral affirmation. Slaves obey your masters and the church said, Amen. Let's rope and fire, holy revivals, Christian doctrine, slave ship docking, white men burning, black flesh burning, crosses of flame, robbed of our names, on gallows we hang, in Jesus' Again, that was from D. Noble, what he calls Guerrilla Communications, spoken word, conscious poet, that track, Bibles, and Crackers. I, I just love it. <laughs> Ooh, following, following, <laughs> following the, 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 the savior of our oppressors. But we're going to talk about that later on. All right. Huge, huge, major, major announcement. It has been years in the making. Um, I'm not going to share how many years in the making it has been. I ain't going to embarrass myself that much. But I have been wanting to do this for quite a few years now, and it is Finally, at least near completion, so much near completion that I went ahead and launched it just to get it started, to get it out there for people to know about it and then eventually come back to it and come back to it and come back to it. I have finally launched a website. For folks who listen to this or who are listening now, since 2002, I have been doing a newsletter called African World Analysis. Um, it started off, and for a long time, it was just about eight pages long. You know, um, eight pages with the um, 11 by 17 paper, uh, different information about African reality different commentary, excerpts, all that sort of stuff. And then I want to say 2007, 8, something like that, um, after, you know, because I've, I've got subscribers and, and folks do know about it in pockets of, of places. Uh, after getting feedback of, man, we need more content for this, we need more content for this, I finally expanded. And so there's about six or seven issues that are it went it jumped from eight pages to thirty two pages, and the biggest one we've got right now is forty four pages and right when we get back started with publication of that um in January, um if I stick with what I have now, it might even be bigger than forty four but um so all in all, right now, there are 31 issues available 
of African world analysis. When you go to the website that I've put together, the most recent 10 are available from issue 31 to issue 20. And and the eight-page ones are $3 a piece. There's a double issue in there, which is 16 pages. That's $4. And then all of the expanded issues, the 32 pages and up, those are $6 through PayPal. And I'll put it in the chat room. Basically, it's AfricanWorldAnalysis.com. That that is my website, my hosting thing, all of that. African World Analysis dot com. I'm putting it in the chat room. Um, check it out; it's up and running. And the first lead page that you'll come to is the main company that, that, that uh, created Bole Kaja, which is a Yoruba term for "Come on down, let's fight, bring it, what you want to do, what." That's, that's, <laughs> that's in general with Bole Kaja. Bole Kaja. You even got to say it more with emphasis, but Bole Kaja Enterprises. And then under that large umbrella, you have Africa World Analysis, which is now I call it a news journal. When it was just eight pages, it was a newsletter. But when it got up to 32 and 40 and 44 pages, it's no longer a newsletter, so it's a news journal. So that's there. Uh, of course, I got my book there, How to Make a Negro Christian, and then I have all the, the two links for Africa's Reascension right there, so you can click, go to YouTube, and check out Africa's Reascension on YouTube, and then click Blog Talk, and it'll bring you to the page and go there. So it's all there, you know, one page for you, and then you click on Africa World Analysis, as I'm doing right now. Um, You'll, you'll see all the issues, the the, 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 the most recent 10. Now, not, not this week because I'm preparing for my birthday, <laughs> celebration and all that, but definitely next week and very soon we'll get everything up. So issues 19 and 11 and issues 10 through 2 and the first issue are not up yet. I just want to focus, I had just wanted to focus on um, getting something out there, and so I voted on the most recent 10 issues or 11. So 31 through 20 is up. It's all linked. And um, issues 22 and 28 are free. So if you go there and you click it, if, I mean, if you go there and scroll down, you go to those two issues, it's free. It's a free PDF copy, so you get to see, um, you get to test out some of, of, of um, Kamal's thought form, if you will. Um, in issue 22 that's free, I, I do a nice excerpt, or pretty much the whole article, of Soon Soon as Conscious Energy from uh, Brother Martin Ajay, and the now president of the Association of Black Psychologists, um, Dr. Cheryl Tawede, excuse me, Tawede Grill. Um, she she did a nice piece some time ago. I have that in there. Um, and then 
for another publication that I used to be a part of called um, The Naked Truth, back when I was in San Diego, I, I extracted a piece of something that I call Radical Properly Defined. Uh, and, and and it's a timely and timeless article. I, I, I would love for the day to come where it becomes a dated article, where the stuff exhibited in there is not done anymore by African people. But until then, it will be timely, and 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 I really wish that we could use this definition when we call something radical. Um, and so that's there. And so issue 22, that's one of the eight-page uh, newsletters that we did. But then issue 28, one of the expanded format editions, that one is also free. That's 40 pages. That I have deemed the Being African Special Edition. Um, if you listen to some past shows, I read a lot from an article that I put together uh, which is just a part one of it, but called On the Road to Complete African Ideational Sovereignty, an examination of the African way with a special emphasis on African cosmology. That particular piece is is, is a, a, a well-researched piece that I did, if I must say so myself, but everyone else who I have given Issue 28 to really, really, really enjoyed it. And one of the reasons why they three times really enjoyed it is because there had been quite a few people who had talked about what the African way is, but they had been all in different books. And so since I had read all those books, I decided to do a piece pulling them all together. So so, so you've got um, Shankar Jope and then Kobe Cambone, Kobe, not come out, two different people. Shankar Tijope and Kobe Cambone, they had put together um, a list dealing with the African way and contrasting that with the European way. I got that in there. And then, you know, Shankar Tijope wrote a whole book called The Culture Unity of Black Africa, which lays stuff out. Um, another brother named Kofi Dompier in his book, Polyrhythmicity, lays out a lot his his take on what the African way is. I pull that in there. And then we just got finished with five, six shows dealing with um um the Nyame and Sheshe paradigm. And so that's in there. And then it's some other it, it's a long piece. I felt I had to do it and it's very, very good. And so folks a lot of folks gave me props on pulling it all together in one piece. And 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 there's still more and farther and deeper stuff that I'm working on doing with that particular article. Um, and then since the whole issue is on being African and what that means, again, Sister Tawede Grill has a piece called African Inclusive Epistemology. Basically, she's looking at how African people know knowledge, how they engage with information and with knowledge and what that means, and and so I include that in there. And then Baba Wade Nobles, or his African name, Ifabeme Shango Dare, he has, we put an excellent piece in there called The African Meaning of Human Beingness. The African Meaning of Human Beingness. 
we get over inundated with this with the notion that human human beings is just one sort of thing. And how Europeans can see, how Caucasoids can see what a human being is, how Asian people conceive of what a human being is, and how we African people conceive of what a human being is are totally different ways of looking at what a human being is. And so Baba Baba Shango Dare, Baba Wade Nobles, goes into how we used to and still and still do define what a human being is. If we as stolen Africans and African people just in general could really tap into and make real just that one article on, on human beingness as far as how we define it, I feel we'll be further along in what we're trying to do. But we still got more to go, and that'll tie into the talk, so let me not get too far ahead of myself. But um, So, yeah, and so that issue is free, um, issue number 28. So, again, you go there, afterworldanalysis.com, then um, click on the logo, Afterworld Analysis. You'll see issues 31 through 20, and then just scroll down, and, again, issue 28 and issues 22 are free PDFs. The one thing that I do want to mention is that right now, they are the reproduction of the tangible copies. So don't expect e-zine quality. It's just the online reproduction of what I originally started doing in terms of um, being a tangible newsletter slash news journal. Uh, with the with the um, relaunch of the news journal in January, um, we may start changing up the focus to focus more on, on the e-zine type quality, even though me personally, I just do not want to 100% get away from the tangible copy Aspect because I still want to send them to um, specific storefronts. We still have Afterworld Analysis has a um, small but growing um, prison um, population that that that, uh, that that deals with the newsletter, and I've gotten you know quite a few subscriptions from inmates from brothers who are locked down and things like that. So still having tangible copies is still high, high on the priority list. Um, However, I know since we're now charging (laughs) and since it's all online and with all the technology and stuff that's available, um, we do want to update and upgrade and all that sort of stuff. And so that is in the works, but it's going to be a little bit down the line. So everything that you would purchase, it's a online reproduction of a, the, the, the tangible copy. So I just want to make that clear to everyone. Um, but again, some very, very good information. 
is inside and, you know, check out the, the About Us link where I sort of lay out, you know, the general objective of what African world analysis is. Um, and, yeah, it hopes to serve as an arm of liberatory, which is a word, liberatory media for the global African masses. Um, After World Analysis is the news journal of record for the unapologetic African. And it had been a labor of love for very, very, very long time. And, and it is now finally, almost completely, but it is now finally online. And now the entire African world, the entire Sankofamon, has access to this information. And we also have, if you want to submit articles, we've got submit, submission and subscription um, you can, oh, I almost forgot about the subscription. You can subscribe. Um, we're going to, I'm changing up things a little bit. They used to come out once a month, and then I switched it up once every two months. And so now, especially since it's expanded, it will be um, four times a year. So January, February, March is one. April, May, and June, basically quarter. So January, April, July, and October will be the uh, when the new issues will be released. And so uh, it's a, I'm bouncing between submissions and subscriptions. So anyone wishing to submit articles, books, music reviews pertaining, relating to, or dealing with African issues, um, submit those materials no later than the third of the first month in that cycle, again, January, April, July, and October, the third of that month, so we can get it in and get it out. Um, you can send any proposed article to African World Analysis, African with a K, AfricanWorldAnalysis at gmail.com, a 10,000-word limit, and we are only accepting um, MS, Microsoft Docs, or PDF files. And be informed that African World Analysis does reserve the right to edit and or not publish articles based on content or, and or high Yuruvu conceptual Utamawaza. If there's too much European crap in there, you ain't getting it <laughs> in African World Analysis. Dang it. But, yeah, if you want to subscribe, so there will be four issues within a year now, and those four issues will only be 20 bucks. So you're, you're, you're saving. I, I didn't calculate the percentage, but you're saving four bucks because if we do four at the new $6 price with the expanded one, and that's 24 but if you go ahead and subscribe, it's only 20 uh, And we've got the mailing address there, but we also are – created a PayPal link so you can subscribe. Uh, and for folks who subscribe, um, if you listen to this and you subscribe, and if you shoot, you know, within the PayPal instructions or if you shoot me an email, 
saying I heard about this on Africa's Reascension. I will send you, to thank you for subscribing, I will send you two more free newsletters. Two more free ones. So you got two free ones from 31 to 20 on there already. And just to subscribe, and I'll throw in two more. Um, let me know if you have a preference. I'm pretty sure with those first 11, what my audience will be um, geared towards, there's two particular ones on there that I know folks will jump on. So, hey, I'll throw that in for free. I don't care if you're subscribing. Um, so, yeah, again, check it out. It has been a long time coming. <laughs> so many failed starts and half starts and failed attempts and lost data. And, oh, my God, just... <laughs> Folks not showing up for meetings, folks not calling me back who said they was going to set up the site, just a whole bunch of stuff. Folks who are too busy to I could go on. But it's here now. <laughs> it is here now. African World Analysis, the news journal of record for the unapologetic African. Check it out. African World Analysis. Dot com. Oh, it feels so good to finally be able to. Y'all just don't know how much drama I went through trying to do all this for years and, and to finally see it, you know. At first it was a dream, now it's a reality, you know, that whole thing. And so I'm just ecstatic. So, check it out. Tell your friends. Um, subscribe. Check out the free issues. So keep checking back because we'll get the rest of the older issues up ASAP. Um, and yeah, feedback. Send feedback too. Okay, we're doing good for time. So after the break, we'll come in and get into the second topic of tonight. Re-examining the conscious movement. A whole lot of folks talk about consciousness and throw that label around. But if you get them talking, you find out that they're actually still fighting for the other side. But they claim consciousness. We will look at that and address that. Um, but that will be after the break. Once I find it there. Africa's Reascension, your host, Kamal McCasey Moody. Be back in a moment. Africa's Reascension. Kamal McCasey Tahuti. As of this moment, we are at war. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamal301. K-A-M-A-U-301. 
760-454-1111. When are we going to, as African people, step up the dialogue? Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Because it's black African power. An uncompromising, unapologetic, African-centered internet radio show. Until we reestablish Africa as the preeminent value, none of those other solutions mean a doggone thing. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301. If you're not about nation building, you're not about African centeredness. 760-454-1111. 760-454-1111. As of this moment, we are at war. There's no evidence that black and white races can live in close proximity to each other in peace. Without, without whites attempting to oppress and exterminate the black. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301. What kind of God do you wish him? What's the name of it? Who taught you to praise him? Was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Is this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau301. K-A-M-A-U-301. When you're separated from yourself, you're separated from your real self. You're separated from your potential. And there's a vacuum created, and there's also a pain created as well. A, a vague feeling of discomfort and dis-ease that's extremely discomforting. The individual then must relieve this pain and must relieve this emptiness that has occurred as a result of being separated from who he or she really is. The individual asks who he or she really is and somehow must arrive at an answer. When other people who rob you and separate you from yourself, and this is the essence of brainwashing, you see, to separate the individual from his identity, to make him uncomfortable, to make him confused, to make him suffer pain, and say, now, if you think about yourself this way, if you see yourself this way, this is, if, you, if you assume that this is who you are, you will come together again, and you will be healed, or you will be at one with yourself. In this way, then, a false and artificial identity is placed within the person. And the person will often identify with that input or that false uh, introjected soul. And because it brings them a certain amount of comfort, but because it, they see it as protecting them against destruction of annihilation and so forth, they will cling to it and see it as a part of themselves. And in this sense, then, blacks have been made to think to a good extent that by escaping the African self and trying to deny their color and trying to escape African culture and so forth, they have opened, we have opened ourselves up to being implanted with a white demon. And it is that white demon in us that manipulates our bodies 
and manipulates our minds. It is one of the reasons why we lose self-control. We say things that we know we shouldn't be saying, but we can't, what, help ourselves. We eat things that we know we shouldn't be, what, eating, but the appetite is out of control, you see. And if you look at what you say, if you look at what you eat, if you look at what you desire, you will see all those things that you eat, that you desire, that you want, are things that maintain and enrich white folk. It means then that the demon that's implanted in the place of the real African self is a demon that works for its creator. You see? And it works to maintain its creator in a place of domination. That is why the process of reclaiming our African selves and coming back to ourselves is a process of exorcising devils. And that is the reason why a reclamation of ourselves is a reclamation of health, a reclamation of self-control, and a reclamation of love, and a reclamation of positive relations between black men and black women and between ourselves and the world. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Baba Amos, that, 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 that clip was from uh, Baba Amos Wilson. He was speaking on identity. And that just, again, just so eloquently speaks at the heart of what's going on with us as a people. And a huge thing that we do not and still don't want to admit to ourselves. And now I'm talking uh, specifically of those within the conscious movement, those that use that label and say that they are conscious, the, the, the nature of what was done to us, and hell, still being done, but, but the nature of what was done to us and how deep it goes is not being properly addressed by enough of us, again, by those of us who call and claim our claim conscience, it's not being done enough. He's talking about, I mean, the the totality of the being that has been changed. We have we 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 have a Caucasoid demon that's inside of us, and we are doing the bidding for that demon, but it makes it seem like we are doing bidding to help ourselves because we make no disconnect between ourselves and the Caucasoid demon inside of us that's running the show, that unseen hand, if you will. And and, and as Amos said, we have to exorcise that Caucasoid demon outside of us by reclaiming our Africanness and then we get to healing, and then we get to love, and then we get to all of that. But so many folks, blog talk, books, talk shoe, whatever, magazine, whatever, folks don't address the problem at that level. The problem at that level is what we dealt with a few weeks ago when we were talking about the deep structure of culture. And what we were talking about as far as the irreconcilable reality between the African and the non-African culture, that's 
on the depth of of where we have to go to root out the problem. Uh, the quote that we always use to end the show by Mama Marimba Ani, again, gets to the heart of, again, what Baba Amos is saying and what we've been talking about um, over and over again. And that quote is, Because the way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work, and they will lose their control. You have to accept. You have to accept. A-C-C-E-P-T, accept, bring on, agree with, a concept of reality that makes them, Caucasoid, superior. You, as a black person, have to accept a concept of any concept of reality. Any, take that out of any concept of reality that makes Caucasoid superior over you, that's how the system of white supremacy, domination, whatever you want to call it, that's how it works. They put their culture in place. It looks innocuous. It looks, you know, oh, that's just some TV. That's just entertainment. That's just whatever, whatever. You have to accept it. And once you accept it, you have put them over you. It can be very, very subtle. Or it can be it could be very, very subtle as music. You like classical over you like classical European music over classical jazz. Classical jazz being black folks, <laughs> you know, being being Louis and, 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 and Thelonious and all that. You you prefer Bach and Beethoven and those crackers. Uh, over um, a music form that you created. That's, you know, low-level stuff. That's no big deal. Or it can go all the way, again, accepting a concept of reality where Europeans are superior. So in that small, low-level, they make the best music. Their music is superior, so I'm going to listen to that. All the way to, I just saw that there's, I mean, now this is just real crazy. There's some Jamaican rap artists, and we made the distinction earlier, so hopefully you remember this, a Jamaican rap artist who not only used bleach and cream on himself to make himself lighter, and he looks like a damn fool, but he is now bought into the company, and I think he's starting his own line of skin bleaching. So so you go from the, you accept the reality, the low level, so dealing with music, okay, their covers of music is superior. All the way to the more extreme, the skin tone that you were born with is inferior to white skin. 
And so, therefore, you have accepted the concept of reality that European skin color is better, and so now you go through and bleach your skin, and you'll be dead in a few years because you've just gotten rid of the protective <laughs> melanin on the epidural levels of your skin and get sunburn and all that sort of stuff. But you have to accept a concept of reality that makes them superior. It goes to the religious aspect, which I'm very, I'm hugely divergent from what I had written down here, but um, if you accept a Jesus, an Allah, a Muhammad, a Buddha, uh, any of that, over as being superior to, better than, Inyame, Odomakuma, Mawulisa, Nkulukulu, you have bought into white supremacy. Even if you try to blacken them up, you have bought into white supremacy. You have accepted a concept of reality that makes them, Caucasoid, superior to you. And she, the concept of reality is vast, meaning any of it, if you latch on and say, Caucasoid's stuff is better than our stuff, you've bought into the system of white supremacy. Which get which got aided, of course, during the Maafa period, which then ties back into with what um, Baba Amos was talking about with the identity piece. And so hopefully y'all are seeing how those two tie together. Now, the problem is folks don't look that deeply into their own Caucasoid hangovers and carryovers, I should say, when they then decide to call themselves conscious. They read a few books saw a few lectures, listened to a few tapes, CDs, um, maybe had an experience, somebody called them the N-word or whatever, whatnot, and now they're mad. And, and, and they, they, they white girlfriend broke up with them, and now they're mad. Uh, they, they, their best friend that was a white guy, you know, didn't do this and didn't do that, and now they're mad. And so now they want to... Go talk to the radical black folk. And again, we've redefined radical in a different way. Check out Afterworld Analysis issue number 22. But anyway, um, and so now they want to join the conscious movement. Or it might not even be that bad. Maybe they, they joined, they got into consciousness, you know, sincerely. They, they, they read some books, went to some lectures, whatever, what that, you know, um, but since the level of personal behavior transformation isn't 
really put out up front, folks miss it. What do I mean by that? There is huge emphasis on relearning history, relearning the history of Kemet, relearning the history of Nubia, relearning the history of Kush, um, relearning about the dynasties, relearning about the um, grand civilizations throughout Africa. History, 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 history. History is not supremely important, and that got me to work. So I'm not saying don't <laughs> relearn the history. I'm also, so I'm not saying that. But what I am critiquing is that so you've got that. You've got this big emphasis within the conscious movement on relearning history. There's also another big push as far as changing the mind, the African psychologists. Um, again, Wade Nobles, Naeem Akbar, the old Naeem Akbar, not the present one. Um, yes, I do. Um, Kobe Cambon, Zebo, other folks like that. There's a big push to change the mind, change your thinking about stuff. So you're relearning your proper history, and you're changing your thinking. And I've mentioned this before, but where does the behavioral change happen? Again, I've only ran across, and that was one of the people who brought me up and into this, an African-centered behaviorist. One of the things that he would, Baba Baye Kesbameira, one of the things that he would do is within the Pan-African Association, he would he and the organization would create rituals. They would create rituals. So while you are getting the history down, reading books and doing that sort of stuff, while you are changing your mind and re-understanding mentally stuff differently, they would then also give you rituals so then you could behave differently. You didn't have to understand all of the meanings and all of the words and everything, but it's about getting your body, getting your you into a, a into a different way of doing things. It gets you to appreciate different holidays. It gets you to appreciate different holy days, I should say. It gets you to appreciate um, a different set of rituals that comes from a different culture. The behavioral piece, which is highly lacking, I feel, which happily I got, helps to then do all, it, 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 it's that missing piece. You change the behavior, you change the psychology, and you change the history. And those three things help to create the new African or the different African or the African who is re-Africanizing and de-whitenizing. And 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 I feel that behavioral piece is missing because I have personally seen it and I've heard folks talk about it in this chat and other chat rooms and other places. A lot of folks who've got all this African based information still be acting like assholes. 
a lot of these folks just got this highfalutin historical information, but still run out and deal with the Christmas thing and spend thousands of dollars and can't get their child into an independent school, but they could spend two, three, four thousand during Xmas month. That's a behavior. That that should be a psychological thing. You change, okay, um, European holidays, I'm out of that, so I'm going to get into African holidays, African holy days, so I get to save all my money on the Christmas stuff. But somewhere there, there hasn't been that full translation. There, there hasn't been that full translation. And that's just one thing. Again, I could one of my emphasis is the religion piece. And 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 as I say in issue twenty eight of Africa World Analysis, which is free, AfricaWorldAnalysis dot com, check it out. Uh, attempting to color foreign religions black is what I call phase two, wrapping up Caucasoid ideas and loose fitting um, kente cloth. That's where the majority of us who call ourselves conscious, are at right now, phase two. Phase one was, if a white person said it, it was correct. Unthinking, unquestioned. Phase two is we sort of started questioning a little bit, sort of, kind of, and then if we really went there as far as the questioning, we would dress up. Caucasoid ideas and make them look like or make them feel like they they were African. You know, if you dig, they're not. But that's where we're stuck right now. Instead of focusing on creating new holidays, we want to make a black Santa Claus. We want to paint up the Easter Bunny black. We, you know, we want to do all those sorts of things instead of creating whole new holy days. That, that fall within our cultural matrix. We want to paint Jesus black, throw in Dinkra symbols in the Bible when we never created, when, when possibly Jesus did not exist as a human being, when the Bible is, is, is non-understood, fragmented um, wisdom from the surrounding area <laughs> and from Kemet also. I mean, that 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 Bible, oh, I'm reading Shadow of the Third Century right now, again for the second time, and 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 no one wants to get into a discussion with me right now in that Christian piece. And I'm fighting myself not to go fully into it because I want to do get back to the, what I had written for today. But I'm just trying to encapsulate what the problem is within the conscious movement. Folks have not properly de-whitenized, and they haven't really dug into what reactionization is. There's still a lot, a lot of confusion, and that confusion uh, shows itself in the lack of building from said conscious movement. When an African calls themselves conscious, we expect, one, they know 
from study and or personal experience that the corporatorial reality has been, is, and will always lie about themselves and other cultures. That's one thing that we expect when someone calls themselves conscious. When an African calls themselves conscious, we expect that they themselves are actually trying to correct number one. So if you agree, again, you call yourself conscious, we are expecting that you understand that cognizoids have, are, and will forever lie about their history, about your history, and all that other stuff. So we assume, we think, we hope <laughs> that you are, if you call yourself conscious, you are also working to correct that issue, stopping the lies, but then learning what the truth is and then putting that out in different ways and all that sort of stuff. But now, also, when an African calls themselves conscious, we expect that they themselves, in regards to number one, are changing their own personal lives, shedding the Caucasoid lies and getting back into their own culture. So now, and there's probably some more, but I was trying to keep it sort of brief. But those are a few things, just some basic things that we expect when folks call themselves conscious. But now, the last one, that they themselves are changing their own personal lives, shedding the Caucasoid lives, and getting back into their own culture. There's the problem understanding what their own culture is. Arabs and Caucasoids from 639 A.D., Gregorian calendar, to about the 1900s, is still going on now, but I'm, I'm picking on that specific window. They have done, Arabs and Caucasoids have done a masterful job in confusing Africans worldwide on what their culture is. Arabs and Caucasoids, from 639, when they finally got their, Arabs specifically, when they finally got their foothold in Africa proper, to all the way to the 1900s, when, you know, Caucasoids, that's the end of the physical Ma'afa, and they pulled out, you know, about at least 100 million just wrecked the continent, you know, that whole time frame. They have done a masterful job in confusing Africans worldwide on what their culture is. We have created nice-sounding folklore, nice-sounding tales. We've created straight-out false research. And some have directly and are directly lying to get us still to identify as Arab, as Caucasoid, as nebulous human, as X, whatever X, anything else you want to put there, that's what we're identifying ourselves with, while simultaneously move far, far away from who we were before Arabs and Caucasoids, which were African. 
they've done a masterful job at confusing us. Now, I know in my identity debate, and maybe on the past show I've said it, but one of the messages that is that, that came back from one of our Abbasun, one of our deities, or one of our African deities, was we were not conquered. We were confused. That throws a whole different spin on what we're going through. We were not conquered. We were confused. And we still are confused. And 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 is we outnumber them damn near eight to one, depending on where you go on the continent. We outnumber them at least six to one globally. It it, it would it would it's some days it just seems like it would be so easy for us to take control of the planet. Out of these Caucasoid hands It just seems like it would be so simple if, if you just look at numbers Yeah I know they get all these weapons and all that sort of stuff But just on sheer numbers It seems like it would just be simple We'd overrun them, we'd run up in them Because the only 600 million people And that's a scattered 600 million It's that many As far as white folks are concerned But based on all of the confusion Again, on the and I'm getting ahead of myself on that identity and the culture piece. And yeah, one of the many reasons here on Africa's reascension, we constantly emphasize identity and culture, is because Arab and Caucasoid reality within Africans within us distort our historical reality. Identifying as someone else means you supplant yourself with another reality. And that other reality then becomes, quote, unquote, you. And that other reality starts when they say it starts, and it has this, 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 and that that they say has in it. And by you identifying with it, you take those things on as yours. It distorts your reality. This then, this then distorts our end goal. This distorts tactics and strategies. Ultimately, it distorts the totality of what we call the conscious movement. If your consciousness was transformed to believe in the superiority of Arab and Caucasoid reality, but then you then claim to have broken out of that falsehood, join in a movement that proposes to correct that falsehood, but yet you bring those falsehoods into the movement but just paint them black, what do you expect the movement to accomplish And I know I'm not the only one that sees this All you have to do Is get folks talking To really find out Where they stand 
And 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 I tip my hat to um, Brother Holip, who I hope I can run into him when I go to New York next weekend. He is really good at at, at getting folks to out themselves uh, as far as where they really stand in this African piece. Um, he's gotten folks to just come out and straight up say, what's up with all this African stuff? Let's just change up America and we'll be for the better. Um, he's been able to get folks to be like, F Africa. What has Africa ever done for me? You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to call yourself conscious and, and, and you're going to give yourself certain usernames and make yourself sound like you down with this African movement, but you have no love, no respect for home, What the hell are you doing? What 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 are what's your end goal? I'm getting ahead of myself. Here. So let me let me go back. All you got to do is get folks talking to really find out where they really stand. Reforming American policy. Reforming America's foreign policy does not make you conscious. It makes you a low-level lobbyist for America. Trying to get caucasoids to understand us better doesn't make you conscious. Usually that just means you want a caucasoid sex partner. Trying to get caucasoids to live up to nice-sounding words on pieces of paper doesn't make you conscious. It makes you a reformer of American Caucasoid present reality But doing those things Don't make you conscious They make you something else But they don't make you conscious Now Check this out Check this out For who's listening now And who will listen Check this out Even those three examples That I just gave If you look deeper Those three examples automatically implies Caucasoid reality is better. And all we can do is get them to change something about themselves, getting Caucasoids to change. Now, did y'all catch that? Let me go back. Reforming American foreign policy, getting Caucasoids to understand us better, getting Caucasoids to live up to their Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, all of this stuff. All three of those are trying to get them to change in relation to us. How does that make you conscious? How does that nation build? How does that take care of black folks in the neighborhood? You are all, too many of us with this conscious label are out trying to get white folks to be nice are trying to get white folks to make us jobs, are trying to get white folks to stop saying this bad stuff about us. It's trying to, it's trying to get them to do something different. Where in the hell are our builders? Where in the hell are our thinkers and our planners? Where are our men of big affairs, as the Honorable Garvey said? 
Yeah, some folks want to critique Garvey for trying to talk with the KKK because he saw them as having some type of power. That was wrong, and that was misguided. That was a a, a blip in, in 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 Garvey's otherwise pretty good historical record. But while he did that, he was also building. He also had the newspaper. Negro world. He also had the ships. He also had the Black Cross nurses. He also was building nation. He was also sending stuff over to Liberia. He also was doing that as well as wrongly trying to talk with the KKK. Presently, today, all we're doing is trying to talk with Caucasoids and get them to do this, 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 and that. And we ain't doing one tenth of what just this one person was doing. Seriously, there are folks who claim consciousness but feel that if Caucasoids tomorrow all throughout the world were nice, never killed another one of us, never did nothing stupid to none one of us, was just nice to us forever and ever and ever, the movement would be over with. There would be nothing else to fight for. Yet these I'm trying not to cuss. Yet these folks want to call themselves conscious. You something, but you're not conscious. And you are confusing the movement with your confusion. And 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 these shows have to call them on the carpet. <laughs> so then whoever's listening and whoever download will hear this and then listen to one of these fools and know where they're at, and put them in the right place, and leave them alone. Getting Caucasoids to change themselves. Getting Caucasoids to change is on the lips, directly or indirectly, of far too damn many folks who call themselves conscious. What is not on our lips enough, just for example, just for example, this isn't what we're talking about enough. What will a nation ran on traditional African values look like today, 2011, 2012, Gregorian calendar? Just what will that look like? Where are those long talk discussions? Where are those whole page two, three hundred page books at? Where are those debates at? What will, what would, some ideas, let's throw the hell out there. What would an African nation that's based off of the best of our, of our ancient and traditional African values look like today? Why aren't we having those discussions? Another thing that's not on our lips enough, how will that African value-based African nation interact with those nations not based on an African value system? Because we would still have to engage, you know, U.S. and China and wherever else and, and, and deal with them. We would still have to do that but we would need certain things set in place to be able to do that. Where are those discussions? 
Another thing is not on the lips enough. What type of technologies would we create that would solve our unique issues and still respect Asasaya, Mother Earth, still respect being mindful, our ancestors, and still respect the Abbasu? What technologies, what can we create that would help solve some of our specific issues? Because we got specific issues. The entire world ain't dying from diabetes. That's us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the, the entire world isn't being underfed and malnourished. That's a, a large chunk, too damn large of a chunk of Africa. What technology? Now, what technologies could we be creating to, one, solve our unique issues throughout the world as well as still respecting uh, the ancestors, Mother Earth, and our deities? Those are just three questions that are not on the lips of, quote, unquote, conscious people enough. Still, and it's like, what is it really going to take for those type of discussions to be had and then enacted? Because that's another thing. I've been to some good conferences and had some great discussions with folks, and stuff just gets left at that conference and with those people you talk to. So, so, so even even after you have the good conferences and the good think tanks, you still got to move into the action phase. So, these talks are not being had enough because of all of the deliberate confusion created by Arabs and Caucasoids regarding our identity and culture. Until that is settled within enough of us, we collectively go nowhere. Period. I, I, I don't care how you try to. Uh, yeah. That piece, the identity piece, who you identify with, and the culture piece. Who are you? Really? All of that. If that's not properly solved, nothing changes. I don't care if we get free tomorrow, if we don't identify as Africans and are tapped into African culture on all the deep levels of what that means, we go nowhere. If all, check this out, if all 1,300,000,000 global African people tomorrow got $2 million at their doorstep, in their mailbox, wherever, in their crawl, <laughs> in their village, whatever, if the identity piece is still where it is right now, and if who we culturally identify with is the same as right now, having all of that money won't mean a damn thing.
if every single one of us, 60 million of us over here in America, tomorrow left and went to Ghana <laughs> or the Ghana region and set up camp there, if we still identify as Caucasoid, and we, we don't verbally say that, but all of our actions show it. <laughs> and if we still culturally have the likes and dislikes and wants and all that sort of stuff of the folks who put that demon in us, we would mess Africa. Again, if those two things do not change, the identity piece and the culture piece, I don't care what you do, what you try to do, we go nowhere. So now, let's get back to historical distortion. Hey, Tasha, what's up? For Africans who believe they are Arabs or Caucasoid and the religions that they profess, Muslims and Christians, both of those foreign, yes, I said it, foreign non-African religions force African people to disregard, look disparagingly on, or flat-out dismiss all of reality that came before the idea of that book called the Bible. The same is true for the Quran, which I will call the Quran is largely the Bible's Old Testament in Arabic. Because Abraham and Isaac and all those Old Testament characters are in that Quran, it's just in Arabic. And they, they, they the, the Quran sees Abraham as one of their major fathers, just like Christianity and Judaism does. Uh, Dr. Clark, in, in his breakdowns of Islam, <laughs> talks about it. He, he dogs it out as far as it's what it's the most least original religion that's out there because they just took most of their stuff from the Old Testament. And when you actually look at it and read it, you're like, damn, all these same people <laughs> over here. So, I mean, I, we can quibble over differences in value statements and this, this surah and that surah. I ain't going there. I'm just quickly saying that what I just said would fit there, too. So let me reread it all in this context. Going back to historical distortions, for African people who believe themselves to be, they identify with and take on the culture of Islam, being Muslims, Christians, being Caucasians, all of that. They, if we take that on, then that forces us to disregard, look disparagingly on, and or flat out dismiss all, everything, reality that came before the Bible was known to people. And when you talk to some of the folks, they just come straight out and tell you, the world before the Bible was ungodly and so it was awful and sin. It was the devil's world and all that sort of stuff. Ironically enough, though, and this is done deliberately, the majority of humanity happened before the idea of the Bible. And that humanity was an African humanity. 
Yet these two foreign religious systems want and have us throw away all of that and just focus on the distorted, fabricated book and its fallacious history and its bastardized value systems. Yet, a whole host of Africans who believe all of what I just got finished saying still have the temerity to call themselves conscious. Just imagine the confusion within the conscious movement. These listening, hell, y'all don't have to imagine it. We live it. We live that confusion in the conscious movement all the damn time. And now that's just one aspect of historical distortion based on identifying and taking on the culture of someone else. But for me, of course, that's why I keep bringing it up, that that, that religion piece is just so huge because it's foundational. How could you give, no, let me say this way. How could you look, you're an African person. How can you look upon Kemet, quote, unquote, Egypt, in a good light, in a positive light, in, 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 in the light that it should be looked upon at from other African people, if you have been transformed consciously, to believe that Kemet enslaved you. Because you, by being an African who's a Christian, you can't identify with the Kemetic people, with the Egyptian people. They're the bad people. You identify with the Jews or the Hebrews or whoever the hell they are. We still don't know, but there. We identify with them. And then the book just goes on to fictionally lambast the the so-called Egyptian. And so, now, let's flip it. If you haven't done enough digging and you just want to paint up, paint stuff black, then you made the, the, the Egyptian in the Bible black, and you definitely, see, see either if it's white or black, it would look bad based on how that book lays it out and talks about it. So black folks have to go through a whole bunch of conscious black folks who call themselves Christians have to go through a whole bunch of mental acrobatics and cognitive dissonance and all that sort of stuff to claim consciousness but still latch onto that bullshit. How are you going to claim the glory of Kemet when you follow a book that says it enslaves you for for, for however long? I don't feel like memorizing that stuff right now. I know it, but it's not coming to it. Y'all know how long it was. And then supposedly, I mean, same is true for the Quran. How... How do you call yourself conscious, but then still say you're a Muslim, 
but then cover up your women to the point where you only see their eyes. Now, I have heard some women attempt to explain this, to talk about, well, yeah, you know, it's to keep our our sanctity and our purity and the men, uh, keep them focused on what they should be doing, and so you don't want them having them, have them staring at us and looking at us, you know, keep them focused and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, there's some other stuff, too, but I'm just like, that's a cultural issue in the sense that if your men are so sex-crazed and so hell-bent on, on, on just taking it, that you got to cover your whole self up so you have no femininity showing so the society will be okay, Y'all, society got issues. That's not a woman issue. That's a larger societal issue, which starts with the men. <laughs> you got to change their mindset first. So then you can unclothe the women. That, that, that's some backward-ass logic, and that came from a sister that I was talking to. So, again, black folks, who who latch on to these foreign systems, and I'm just picking on this one aspect of historical distortion because there are many, many others, but they latch on to those aspects and then join the conscious movement and want to be called conscious. Y'all see, y'all know all the confusion <laughs> that that causes. I won't even talk about some... <laughs> I won't even talk about some groups that are that have in their name groups who are fighting each other, but they are attempting to latch all of them onto themselves. I ain't gonna mention the name of the group because I ain't trying to get them no props. And y'all go find out who they are. None of that. No, they're an insignificant small little group that will die off. They have nothing. But when I came across them, I just thought the level of confusion that that's just within this mission statement <laughs> speaks volumes to the confusion within the consciousness. Because if the conscious, if the folks that really call themselves conscious were conscious and we were on a bit of more of a cord than where we are now, I strongly feel that there will be major, major changes in, in the larger community. But since we can't get our stuff straight, that, that, that larger community, they ain't really even listen to us. They ain't get, you know, a lot of them don't even know we're still around. Now, I did take exception to, what's his name, Eugene Robinson, knucklehead. He got a new book out called Disintegration, and I got a chance to hear him speak on it. And he just came straight out and said, black nationalism, pan-Africanism is dead, and it has no, it, what do you say, it has no, um, he ain't say play, but I'm saying play. It has no play in the black community anymore. And, you know, by by being in it <laughs> and, and by knowing people that are still in it and knowing the organizations and knowing what's going on, you know, I sort of took offense to that. 
But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe it's good that it seems like, on one level, maybe it's good that it seems like that we're not around because when we do reemerge, ideally we'll have our stuff a lot tighter this time and 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 we will at least force caucasoids to come up with some new tricks because they haven't really had to do a new trick since shit I can't even think of when they did a new trick they have used the same plans to 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 keep us confused and all that from from Hell, and from so-called freedom from chattel slavery up until today. So they haven't had to do anything new because the old crap has been working. Whether you call yourself conscious or not, the old crap has been working. And so the best solution that I see to resolve this is for those who have moved away from the nebulous, actually means nothing label of consciousness to reconnecting to their innate African self. So you move those who have moved away from that label and who are getting back into their innate African selves and all of the all of what that means. The solution then is to build. It gets that simple. As as Elijah Muhammad said, put the clean glass next to the dirty glass. We have to tone down the debating, tone down the arguing, and build. Create the programs, create the institutions, create the schools. We can do more than just K through twelve. Create the industries create the jobs, create the technologies that benefit African people first. Create the books, create the films, documentaries, magazines, e-zines, create the software that will categorize our history, shape our African youth, maintain our African culture, and uplift our race for perpetuity. Bill, those of us who call ourselves African-centered. I'm 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 drawing a line in the damn sand between those who call themselves conscious and those who call themselves African-centered. When you call yourself African-centered, that takes it to a whole other level. You have reconnected yourself not only just to African history but to the values you are dealing with, um, the, the 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 ten cardinal virtues. You are dealing with the 42 admonitions to to rock. You are looking at how to create gender parity within your organizations, um, within the leadership roles in the house. When when you call yourself African Center, you are aspiring towards the principles within Nyame and Sheshe, the standards in being African that we went over for five weeks. And that's something totally different than just being conscious. It's deeper than just being conscious. Conscious is that surface level. You know something else is is out there. You know something else is at play, um, but you don't know fully what it is. And then when you make the move to being African-centered, that's a whole other ball of wax. 
and within that whole other ball of wax, we just need to build. Ideally, Afterworld Analysis, check it out, afterworldanalysis.com. I want that to be a major liberatory media arm for us to where, hell, at some point I'm hiring people, I'm paying people, I'm paying folks to submit for, for, I'm paying folks for their submitted and approved articles. It's generating stuff like that. That's, you know, that long-term vision of of African world analysis. Um, We have to start being the signers of the checks for African people. We have to start creating the jobs, creating the industries for African people. That helps wean them off of Caucasoid reality, helps wean them off of the Caucasoid nipple of reality, that we, that they all, we all are suckling from. I have to add myself in because I'm working at a Caucasoid job right now that, 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 that I'm tired of, but, you know, we all got to do what we got to do. And part of that reason is because we're debating and arguing more than we're building. Build, build, build. Build the institution based off of the Inyame and Sheshe paradigm. Go back, re-listen to those five weeks of shows, get an idea of what that is and, and, and some of the fundamental principles within that, and use that as the basis for what you build, for what you create. Use those things as the basis for finding a mate and for getting married and raising the children. And it's with that and doing those things that we properly exorcise the demon. And at the end of the Mama Marimba quote that we went through, the way that the system of European control works is that you have to accept the reality that makes them superior. How does she finish that? If you deny that, they will lose their control. If you deny that, do not give them a concept of reality that makes them superior. You know that nothing within European reality is superior to us, so don't give it to them. You deny that power over you. You break yourself free of it, and then you can start moving and creating and doing things outside of the box, for real, for real. That's what Africa's research is about. That's what Af- that's what African world analysis is about. That's what we have to be about as a collective. The diocese for everyone that's listening. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. As I said, there will be no show next week because I'll be in New York celebrating my birthday. Um, please go and check out AfricanWorldAnalysis.com. Um, all listed there. Check it out. Subscribe. Buy some issues. Um, 
Download the shows, tell friends about it, and see you all in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Oops, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation, Yabedi Inconil. We will be victorious. See everyone in two weeks. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control.